the following guest. He's here to talk about what everyone's buzzing about this week, companies that don't have a, a, a policy with marijuana about to be legal. Now, I've been pointing out what I think is the obvious when people are panicking. Well, I could get fired now for smoking pot and going to work. Well, understand, it's not mandatory in Canada to smoke pot. You don't have to smoke it just because it's legal. Why don't you wait to find out what your company policy is before you smoke pot? Just I just wouldn't take any chances. But can your company really tell you you can't use a legal product when and how to use it? Lior Samfiru joins us. Full disclosure, Matt's lazy, and we already had his phone number. Confirmed. And, uh, no, he's a great employment lawyer. But we should point out, just full disclosure, yes. that he is a sponsor on the station. Uh, but that's not why we use him. We use him because he's really good at, at uh, employment law. Plus, Matt is lazy and has him in his Rolodex. How are you doing this morning, Lior? I'm doing great, and I appreciate the good intro. So let's talk about uh, companies and their policies. It seems like most companies in Canada have no policy at all when it comes to marijuana, when it's going to be legalized. And just really, what are we down to, five days now? Is that is that a big deal? Do they need to have a policy? Well, they, they do, because there's a lot of confusion out there. You, you, you mentioned the fact that just because it's legal doesn't mean you have to do it. But there's the other, the other aspect of it, that just because it's legal doesn't mean you have to allow it. Uh, as uh, the employer, and a, a lot of employers believe that now that it's legal, well, I guess people smoke it in the workplace, and I, I can't do anything about it because it's legal. And I said, well, wait a second. Let, let's let's think about this a bit. How about alcohol, right? Well, alcohol is legal. It's been legal for many, many years. Do you allow that in the workplace? Well, well, no. Well, the same thing with uh, Well, it depends cannabis. on the workplace. Listen, in my early days of broadcasting, it was not uncommon for the news director to have a bar in his office and uh, have a scotch. Right, and, and, and you know, there's some employers, I guess, that may be more lenient even these days, but most employers have policies about drinking and certainly being intoxicated in the workplace, and the same rules are going to apply with respect to cannabis. So it is important to have a policy that outlines what the employer's expectations and rules are, not just in, in terms of smoking uh, or consuming cannabis while at work, but, but even about the idea of being, uh, you know, uh, under the influence of cannabis when you show up to work. That, that certainly in jobs that are more safety-sensitive jobs, uh, where you're, you're dealing with members of the public, uh, where you're operating machinery. So, yeah, employers should have policies. And remember that they can decide what is appropriate for their workplace, regardless of the legality of the product now. Yeah, and it's kind of a no-brainer when it comes to in the workplace, right? If you can't drink while driving that forklift, then you can't smoke pot while driving the forklift. Uh, you're the company receptionist. You can't sit there with a bottle of wine. Uh, and drink, right? So you probably can't smoke a joint. And anyway, that's indoors, so a different part of the law covers that. Where it gets trickier is what do I do just before and during my hours at work? Why? I mean, no one can stop you from having a, a, I don't know, you probably have a problem if you have a glass of wine before you go to work in the morning, but you could. Lots of people go to lunch and have a glass of wine or a bottle of beer. Can they go to lunch and smoke? Toke up. And- and again, ultimately, an employer is able to control not necessarily what people do, but what they bring back with them. So, so if, if you're going to smoke uh, during your lunch break, I can't necessarily stop you, but I can say that if you're coming back here under the influence, 
then you can't do that, and I'm not going to allow you to work. By the same token, I can't stop someone from having a couple of glasses of wine, but I can make sure that if they come back to work, they're not under the influence of alcohol. So that is the key here, is, is not necessarily to tell people what they can and cannot do, but to tell them that, you know, you do what you do, but when you step foot in here, you're ready to work, you're not smelling, you're not under the influence, you're, you're 100% sober, uh, and, and anything less than that, we don't accept. And many companies, How does an employer prove that you're not 100% sober? I mean, you may and, smell and, and like that pot, is but... Yeah, yeah that, that's an issue, right? It is an issue, and it's an issue especially with, uh, with cannabis because it, the signs may not be obvious, and you may have uh, you know, smoked uh, some time ago, and you may still be somehow impacted, and you're not allowed, most employers are not allowed to do uh, random drug tests uh, and except in very, very safety-sensitive positions. So it's really the, the old uh, idea of, well, pay attention, and if you think that someone is under the influence, you've got to deal with that and, and investigate. You, you can't have someone, you know, peeing in a cup uh, every time they step in, foot into the workplace. Simply, you're not allowed. That's illegal. Uh, so, so with, it, it, with it, most employers lining up with their alcohol policies here as well, for example, I know I've been a boss and I've had employees a few times that we thought were drinking a lot on the job, and it was affecting their performance. But you can't just breathalyze them, right? You're the employer. No. You can't give them a blood test. You have to document it. You have to have conversations with them. Uh, if they say they have an issue, with, you know, that they're addicted, then you have to help them with that. It's not easy, but there are ways, there are strategies that an employer can lay out in order to get rid of someone who continues to drink despite being told that it's an issue. Will it be similar with marijuana, do you think? It is exactly similar, and that's the only way to do it, certainly until uh, technology maybe improves or there's, there's other ways that don't impede on people's rights. And I think th- these problems with marijuana are going to become more prevalent now in terms of people being under the influence because before when it was illegal, some people may have decided not to partake. Now that it's legal, people will partake, and we may have more people that now that they're doing it may become addicted, and we're going to have addiction issues, which is considered to be a disability under our human rights laws, and which requires an employer to, to accommodate, which means if someone has an addiction and they show up to work under the influence, you can't just say, well, you're fired. You have to accommodate. You have to allow them the time off to get better. So those issues, now that, that you know, uh, cannabis is not going to be something that you have to do, you know, uh, behind uh, closed doors only, uh, is going to be more prevalent. Employers are going to see that more often, which is, again, important to have a policy, not in terms of what's allowed and what's not allowed, but how are you going to actually deal when problems do surface? Do you think you're going to see an uptick in clients calling you saying, uh, listen, Lior, I've, been, I've just been fired because I smoked a joint at lunchtime? Uh, it's, it's, frankly, it's, it's something that's been always happening, and I think now it's going to happen much, much more often because people that may have never thought to do it uh, because, again, it's illegal. I'm not, I'm not going to do something that's illegal. I'm going to be right. doing it. So, see, yeah, I don't think it, you could fire someone happen. just for smelling like pot because if I have uh, a couple of tokes in my car at lunchtime and I'm not really high, I can still do my job, I don't know how you fire me under those circumstances. No, I, I can't. I, I would only be able to, to quote-unquote, fire you if it's clear and obvious that you breached our rules in terms of showing up to work while, while under the influence. Uh, and, and even then... Just the fact that someone did something that they're otherwise not allowed to do does not necessarily entitle the employer to fire them. Remember, firing someone is, is the death penalty. It's the worst uh, punishment. So there may be other disciplinary measures before they can get there. So I do urge employers and employees to remember that, uh, that you can't just jump the gun, jump the queue, and go straight from zero to a termination. 
uh, just because someone did something wrong, especially when now you have to consider such a things as addiction. As maybe, is someone addicted? Is there something further we need to investigate here? Uh, we can't be willfully blind if someone clearly struggling with a medical issue and say, well, we don't care. Our policy says you can't do it, so you're out of here. All those things have to be considered. Thank you, Lior. <laughs> Bill, that's great. Thank you. Pleasure being with you. <laughs> Thanks, Lior. Lior, Lior Sanfiru, the employment lawyer.